Greetings, adorable disciples. It is time for another wonderful episode of the Adorable Boy Podcast. We love having you here. We appreciate every single one of our fans. So thank you for being here. We have a huge show planned for you today. Got so much to get to. Um, it's just, we're going to have a lot of fun, just as the Adorable Boys do. Every week, this thing is, not only is it growing, but it's getting more fun. And that's exact, that's the dream that you have when you, when you start a podcast. And uh, it's, we, owe it to, we owe it all to you, all of our fans, from, from Ramsey, New Jersey, to you know, uh, Germany, to, to Brooklyn, New York, and Troy, New York, and all the places that love their adorable boys. Guess what? We love you, too. And we hope you're doing great in this tumultuous time. The adorable boys are here to help you out. We're here to give you quality content to entertain you, to make you think, so to make you a better person. The adorable, let's face it, the Adorable Boy podcast being out there in the world is increasing the caliber of human being in the world. And that's one of the best things that we do. It's why we do it. It is our reward. So, and you are a big part of that. Don't fool yourself. Um, let's see what we're going to get to this week on the Adorable Boy podcast. Of course, we'll be fighting that adorable, that uh, podcast war. The war on kowtowing. Hashtag war on kowtowing. Um, we're going to hear about John Cena and his inspirational tweet of the week. Of course, we're going to do OK Boomer. Visit our friend Boomer Esiason, a game in his career, and talk about that. Scott Baio is going to be patriotic. We know that. Uh, we're going to veto the vegan Guido back. Going to do a cooking segment. That's hopefully going to go well. You never know with Vito. He's kind of a wild card. We're going to go classic adorable boy. This time it's going to be a classic interview. It's going to be a big celebrity that we interviewed years and years ago. Put my interview skills on display. Uh, I don't think in this clip we're going to play today. I listened to it before. I think it was another one where the other adorable boys called out sick. Um, they also called out sick. Well, we don't know where they are. Hashtag bring the boys home. We really hope uh, we can find them. And wherever they are, we're praying for them. And we know we're going to get them back. We have faith. We haven't given up faith. It's been months and months, and the other two adorable boys are still missing. But fret not. Have faith. Okay. A little uh, tangent there. But anyway, we're back. What else are we going to have? War of the Roses. We're going to have another one of those. We had one of those a few weeks ago. Bring that back. And I heard tell, possibly, very, very, it's a, it's a small chance, Randy the Rocket Rosenthal might make an appearance in the adorable boy studios here. Who knows where he's going to be? You never can tell with Randy. He's a busy man. He's, a, he's an important man. One of the greatest wrestlers to ever live. Randy might stop by. He might not. Either way, we love you, Randy. So we're also going to talk about the news. And I think that's, you know, anything else that might come up. You know, um, I feel bad. I haven't taken calls in a while. Pete Johnson Jr. has been getting on me after every show. It's just, with the way the world's going, I, you know, it's every Adorable Boy episode is just packed to the gills. I don't know why you say packed to the gills. But it is. So let's take a call right now. The phone lines are lit, as they always are. People always wanting to talk to us. You can get us on social media if you can't call in. Uh, at Adorable Podcasts on Twitter. We're on Parlor if that ever comes back. We're on Gab. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. At Adorable Podcasts on Instagram. We're also AOL keyword, Adorable Boy Podcast. Okay, so let's take this call from Mona. In Brooklyn. Hey, Mona, welcome to the Adorable Boy Podcast. What can we do for you? Hi, I was listening to the podcast from last week, 
And I think that you're right about Twitter, and I think that they're not doing the right thing. I don't think Twitter is a good company. Okay, I'm going to hang up on Mona here. Um, Mona, you're a crazy woman. I never said anything about Twitter being a bad company. Uh, in fact, I, I said that um, we need to support Twitter, our, our technological overlords, and they have the freedom to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And I just hope that they allow us to exist on the same, in the same world as they do. I, uh, I, I don't know why you called your phone stunk. I could barely hear you. could barely understand what you were talking about, Mona. So, I don't know. Um, we're not going to take any more calls because Mona ruined it for everyone. Thanks a lot, Mona. I don't know why people... It's the year 2021, and people can't get a, a good phone to call into a podcast. I don't understand it. But, you know, it's the same kind of thing we always face in radio. Same challenges, same... And the adorable boys rise to every challenge. But it's just frustrating. And, and again... Mona and everyone else out there, we bow to Twitter. Twitter is Twitter giveth and Twitter taketh away. Twitter is, is the social media app of bread and honey. But they can also be the social media app of Armageddon. And we hope they give us some bread and honey. The adorable boys are starving for Twitter's bread and honey. Okay, so Mona ruined everything. But anyway, uh, it's all right, kids. Now we can get right into the podcast war. Okay, if you've been paying attention to the last two Podcast War segments, you know that on Christmas we offered Jim Cornette a, 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 a magnanimous gift, a, a poem for him, a Christmas poem in lieu of the Podcast War. And then um, the next week for New Year's, we, we offered another peace offering, which was a set of New Year's resolutions that would benefit Jim Cornette if he adopted them in the new year. Uh, we didn't expect to get any thank yous from him. Of course not. Uh, you know, whatever. That's what we that's who we we know he him to be so he's a cow tower he, he doesn't thank you anyway whatever and jim you know you're a pre from the from the war again which is not a physical war there's no violence in this war but your pre from the war is over jim you know i don't know how long you thought it was going to last but it, it's over and this week for the podcast war i decided to outline a few things that i would well here let me go back let me backtrack getting ahead of myself here so i try i actually tried to listen to the to the, the cow tower in chief this week on his podcast. And I honestly couldn't do it. I think I got seconds into it. I don't know what he was talking about. WWE, AEW, how he hates them both. So I just, you know, I, I just zoned out. I couldn't handle it. So I, I also, so then I came up, well, you know, there are, so, there are so many things I'd rather do than listen to this garbage podcast. So I just made a list of them, Jim, and I'm going to tell you what they are. And you're going to be embarrassed because of all the things that I'd rather do. So a lot of them cause pain. At least one of them would end up in my death. But I would rather do any of those than listen to your podcast. So here we go. First thing I would rather do than listen to Jim Cornette's podcast is jump on a bicycle with no seat, then ride that bicycle to Delaware to visit the childhood home of Joe Biden. Now, this would definitely cause severe internal damage to me. It probably would kill me. You know, the adorable boys are not close to Delaware. And... It probably would kill me. And this wasn't even the one I was thinking of before. But yes, this one would also kill me. But I'd rather do that, Jim. I'd rather ride a seatless bicycle to Delaware to see the childhood home of who will surely be one of the worst presidents ever. Career politician, Joe Biden. All right, I, I would also rather gouge my eyes out than listen to your podcast, Jim. I'd, I'd be blind. I'd rather give up my sight in a very, very painful way than listen to your podcast. What does that tell you, Jim? What does that tell you? 
I'd rather sit down for lunch with the cast of The View. Now, The View is a, a television program, if I may say that, where a whole bunch of uh, women get together and I don't, they just talk. I, no points are ever really made and it's just stupid. But I'd rather sit down for lunch with those numbskulls on The View than listen to your podcast, Jim. And that might end in my death, too, because I might just, you know, shoot myself or throw myself out a window listening to them talk. But I'd rather listen to them talk than hear you kowtow on your podcast. At least they're not kowtowing. They're just stupid. You're a kowtower, and I don't stand for that. Okay, I'd rather listen to Vince Russo's podcast. Now, Vince Russo uh, is your enemy, and his, he says bro like every 30 seconds. Well, more than every 30 seconds. Every 30 words, maybe. Which might be 30 seconds. I don't know. He says bro a lot. And uh, it makes his podcast kind of tough to listen to. He's an entertaining guy, I guess, but he's, he's, not on, he's not on the level of us as a podcaster. But I'd, rather listen, I'd much rather listen to his podcast than yours, Jim. That wouldn't even be bad. I, I would kind of enjoy that. I know that must irk you because he's your uh, sworn enemy. Okay. I'd also rather get sniffed by Joe Biden. I'd rather get sniffed by Joe Biden than listen to your podcast, Jim. We all know Joe Biden likes to smell people. I, usually it's younger girls. But I'd rather put myself in that position than listen to your podcast. I'd rather get sniffed by a senile guy. So, we'll soon have the nuclear codes. All right, keeping it in the, hunt, in the Biden family, I'd rather procure crack for Hunter Biden and then star in a Hunter Biden video. And we all know what's in those videos, guys, don't we? We all do. Nothing good. We'll say that. Nothing good at all. Um, so that's what I'd rather do. I'd rather subject, sub, subject myself to that than listen to your podcast. And here's another one, Jim. I'd rather burn my own house down. Now, I live in a mansion. I'm a very rich person. You know, years, years of success have, have, have afforded me a great life. But I'd rather burn it to the ground than listen to your podcast, Jim. I'd have to start over everything. But I would rather do that than, than suffer through your podcast. I'd rather lay down on a lawn of Kentucky bluegrass than allow the local drunkard to run over me with a lawnmower. That would kill me, Jim. It would kill me. It would be a painful death. A slow and painful death. I would rather have a slow and painful death than listen to a second of your kowtowing, Jim. And I'm not the only one who feels like this. I can't imagine that I am. I'm sure there are people all around that would rather die than listen to your podcast. Because you kowtow, Jim. Because you kowtow and you complain and you, and you attack the people who are doing good in the world. You attack the Chris Jerichos. You attack the Kenny Omegas. You attack the Vince McMahons. You attack everyone. For your own purposes, Jim, because you serve a higher master, you are the definition of a cow tower. And I'd rather get run over by a lawnmower than have to listen to it. I'd rather listen to a Taylor Swift album. And everyone knows what her music is just awful. Awful, awful. And it might even drive me insane. But it wouldn't, get, it wouldn't get my blood boiling like your podcast does because she just has bad music. And you're a cow tower, Jim. So I'd rather listen to a Taylor Swift album than listen to your podcast. I'd rather try to determine why, why Chrissy... Try, try to determine why Chrissy Teigen, or Teigen, however you say it, I don't care, is famous. I don't want to know who she is. I, don't, I barely know who she is, but I do kind of know. I don't want to know who she is, Jim. But I'd rather... I'd rather try and discover why she's famous. I'd rather do research, go to the library or wherever I would have to go to find out why this dummy is, fav- is famous. I don't want to know this person, Jim. But people, people like you make the world what it is, and this, per- this idiot is famous. 
I'd rather find out why she's famous. There's probably no discernible reason than, than listen to your podcast. I'd rather do research on someone I don't like. All right. I'd rather walk around wearing a cheap suit, dumb glasses, and carrying a tennis racket. Sound familiar, Jim? I'd rather, I'd rather, dis- I'd rather look terrible physically and wearing a cheap suit, bad glasses, and for no reason carrying a tennis racket than listen to your podcast, Jim. That's just how it is. Uh, I'd rather dip myself in caramel and cavort in front of the cornet house at feeding time. That'd be dangerous for me. It would probably lead to me dying, and it'd be painful. You know, a bite out of my calf, a bite out of my thigh, bite out of my arm. All painful before I eventually bleed out. But I'd rather do that, Jim, than listen to your podcast. So take that to heart. And try to understand why. You don't self-reflect. I know you don't. But if you ever do, think about that. That I'd rather get eaten than listen to your kowtowing. And this is a big one. We're going to end with this one. And this is huge, Jim. This is the biggest one so far. Out of all the things, this would be the, the biggest blow to not only me, but to the world. If you told me that you would stop podcasting if I gave up podcasting, I would do it. Because I want your kowtowing out of the world, Jim. And once I take down, it's like Dracula, once I take down the main kowtower, the head kowtower, all the other kowtowers will go. And there will be peace in the valley that is podcasting. I would sacrifice me, myself, my podcast for that, for peace in the valley of podcasting. I would sacrifice the Adorable Boy podcast for Lady Podcasting, that, that, that demure beauty we know as Lady Podcasting. But I'm not going to do that, Jim, because that's not what it's going to take. You're not going to give up kowtowing. We're going to fight you, and we're going to beat you, and then we will go on. We will reign in the valley of podcasting. We will take Lady Podcasting as our bride. And the future will be bright as soon as this podcast war is done and is successful and the adorable boys win. So there you have it, Jim. Those are the things. And I know you're listening, Jim. Don't fool yourself. I know. I know you're out there in Kentucky listening to every word. Scared out of your mind. Not knowing what to do. Here's what to do. Stop kowtowing. Ooh. All right. There you go. Podcast war, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. I try to make all of them as entertaining as I can. Dealing with uh, a subject such as Jim Cornette is not easy. And that which is why I, every week I kind of made it a habit of going right from the podcast war, one, one degenerate of the wrestling and podcasting business, to the most righteous person that was ever in the wrestling business. Goes by the name of John Cena. And we're about to talk about his inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena. And this is his expiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets. I love that song. Such a good song. I, I just love the professional singers that we have access to here at the Adorable Boy uh, Podcast. Okay, into John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. Here we go. If you're not familiar with this, we, um, John Cena follows us on Twitter, so we assume that means he's an Adorable Boy disciple. He's a great man. He's an inspiring man. He tweets a lot. 
preaches a lot of very good things, things that are, are meant to help people, because that's what he does. He's not like Jim Cornette. He likes to help people. So we take one tweet every week, and we read it, and we discuss it, and we, we go on and have a great podcast, partly due to the inspiration from John Cena. Okay, so this week's tweet I will read, and it is, it is as follows. Focus more on what you love, not what you think people will love you for. Again, just life advice from John Cena, a man who's very successful. And what he's saying here is, you know, you know even a good goal in, in whatever you do isn't so that people will love you. It's that you, you will love your work, and that is reward enough in itself. And not only that, but if you love your work, you're going to be better at it. So don't go and think, and this applies to all facets of life. If you're a kid, you know, almost, you know, thinking about college, don't, don't get a job that you think other people will love you for. Get the job that you love, and you're going to be great, and it's going to be part of you, and that will show through. When you love your work, you put your soul into it. And when you put your soul into it, you can't lose. You just can't. You pick something else that you're not that into, but you think will get you status or, or admiration from others. You're not going to have your soul in it, and you're not going to be as happy. So do it for yourself. Don't think about what others want. Do it for yourself. And success is going to follow just like it did for John Cena. John Cena, a great you know, college football player, a bodybuilder, a professional wrestler, an actor, a rapper. All of these things he did. And I, I wasn't there with him on the ride. I might have watched it, but I wasn't you know, acquainted with him. But I assume, I, I'm going to guess that he loved those things, and he found how to put his soul into each and every one of those things, and that's why he was so successful at them. You can't beat a guy like John Cena. He's, he's, a, he's a powerhouse, and he knows how to tweet, and he knows what to tweet, and he knows how to inspire, because that's what he does. He inspires. Okay. So I think, I think we've covered it. I think hopefully we did justice to what John Cena is trying to say. Um, if, John ever ha- if, if I ever mis- mischaracterize something that he says, if I ever interpret it wrong, I hope he, I hope he contacts me and tells me I'm open to, um, you know, to talking to him and discussing it you know, and getting his ideas and him getting my ideas. And in the end, we'll both end up you know, the better for it. So there you go. That was John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. On the Adorable Boy Podcast. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena's inspiring tweet of the week. It will inspire you. He will inspire you because he's John Cena. And this is his inspiring tweet of the week. John Cena will inspire you with his tweets we love john cena here he's just so great love the inspiring tweets love the inspiration love you know he's a big part of this podcast even though he's never been on it which you know he's a big you know he's just inspirational i can't say it enough so thank you john cena for being you thank you for inspiring us all Okay, Frank and Beans is telling me, our, our esteemed producer is telling me that we need to go to a break. So there you go. Um, you want to give us a call? Maybe we'll take some calls later in the show. The phone, the phone number is Stuyvesant78945. Okay, we're going to head to break. We're going to hear from some of our lovely sponsors. We're going to come back, and we're going to just we're gonna have some great content for you. You know, we got the podcast war out of the way, and now we've been inspired by John Cena. Our palate has been cleansed. 
by the inspiration of John Cena, Adorable Boy Podcast. We're coming on back. We hope you come with us. Thank you very much. Crazy Alex's Impeachment Emporium. Do you have problems in your life? There's only one way to fix them. Impeachment. Is mom giving you trouble? Impeach her. Teacher gave you a bad grade? Impeach her. Boyfriend cheated on you? Impeach him. Impeachment used to be something that was only intended to be used in absolute emergencies when there is a clear danger. But here at Alex's Impeachment Emporium, we'll impeach anyone. Our team of lawyers will painstakingly draft articles of impeachment to deal with anyone who is giving you trouble in your life. We will also drag their name through the mud in order to gain public favor for you, our clients. And even if nothing is gained from impeachment, you can always remind your enemy that they were impeached once, twice, or 70 times. We don't care what kind of precedents we set. All we care about is getting the immediate, temporary, hole-in-the-soul-filling satisfaction that only the most mentally ill crave. So stop by Alex's Impeachment Emporium where impeachment is not a dirty word. Hey, hey, you're back. Thanks for coming back. We appreciate you. This is the Adorable Boy Podcast, and we are having some fun. All right. Going to get into some great content here. Let's see. Okay. we So, actually, um, we have a phone call here we're going to get to. First, I'll set it up. Um, if you've been a listener to the podcast, you'll remember the name Low Pitch Tim. He's a member of the Adorable Boy Crazy Crew. He took part in the uh, first ever Adorable Boy uh, podcast duel, which took place on international waters back in the summer. Um, it ended with our producer, Frank and Beans, getting shot in his rear end. He's fine. Don't worry about him. And uh, Low Pitch Tim has been on our show. When we, when, we had, when we had the radio show, Low Pitch Tim was a frequent guest. Just a real – he operates on the fringe of society. He is a, a, a very unique and um, significant, really, really deep voice. And that's why we call him Low Pitch Tim. And he's on the phone right now. Uh, we had, again, a little more set up to this. Well, you know what? I'll let him tell you. So, Low Pitch Tim, hi, you are you are on the Adorable Boy podcast. Hi, Spud. So, Tim, last I heard from you, you said you were done with us. You were mad at us because of how the podcast war went. I said, fine, I don't need you on my show. I'm magnanimously allowing you to come back on the show. So, what do you want to talk about? I, I want to talk about Sagittarius. He was in last week, and I hate that guy. Okay, I'm going to let you go on with this, but this better not be another bulldinky excuse for you to get on the show with something that you're manufacturing and, and that isn't actually true, okay? So just, just if this is not true and you're just using it to get on the show, hang up now and there'll be no, no, Ill, no ill will. You can call back another time. But if you go on and I find out this is fake, it's going to be trouble for you, Tim, okay? No. I swear this is true. 
I never liked that Sagittarius guy. Okay, I, let me. I don't understand. I mean, you both are on the fringe of society, as I said before. I mean, why why don't you like him? You're both part of the crazy crew. You both found fame through the Adorable Boy radio show and now the Adorable Boy podcast. Why don't you like Sagittarius? Why don't you like Sag? I just don't like him. He's an. Well, easy easy with the language there, Tim. You know what do you think? You know what we're doing here, right? Um, why, why are you saying this? Why why do you feel this way? What happened? Well, we were out on a gig. Wait, wait, wait. So, you guys, what, what do you guys go out and do? What was this gig? What do you do? Stand up comedy? What do you do? Yeah, we do stand up and stuff. Now, Tim, I've known you for a long time, and I've never heard you intentionally say anything funny. So, I imagine these shows are, and you know, I love Sad. He's a great guy. I mean, and there could be some entertainment in, you know, his random outbursts and, and all the things that he says. And maybe the they do the, you know, the little person toss. But um, I don't know. What kind of, are there other comedians on the show with you or, or is it just you guys? Well, I do stand up, Spud, and there, there are some other comedians. But, but you know, we, we, we do a good show, too. How long are you on the stage? Like, how long do you guys do? About 10 minutes. And with Saz, they do the, the thing where they throw him, they toss him and whatever uh, on the stage and um, hope, you know, into a mattress or whatever they do. I've never actually seen it, but they do that there like they do at bachelor parties. Yeah, that little piece of. Whoa, the language. Tim, how long have you been coming on the show? You know, the FCC wants to persecute us and prosecute us. And you come on here saying this language, you're going to get us taken off the air, off the podcast air. Okay, so what, what, just. Do not curse. You know you can't curse. Just do not curse. Talk like you're in church if you go to church or wherever you go where you can't curse. Talk like that. Come on, Tim. Ugh. So w- what is your issue with Sag? This is, this is boring me and you're cursing. So just get to your point. Well, I'd room with him and we were in the hotel one night. I was sleeping and I wake up and he was squatting over me and... Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop. Stop right there. No, I haven't heard this. I don't know what you're about to say, but I have a pretty good idea, a pretty good feeling what's coming. So let me just say, whatever it is, I need you to say it in an FCC-friendly way, okay? Can I, can, I, can I trust you, Tim, to do that? Because they really don't like the success that we've been having over there at the FCC. They want to persecute us and prosecute us. So they're looking for any reason to take us down. So please, go ahead, but be careful, and please, say it like you would say it to a four-year-old. I understand. You could trust me. Okay, then go ahead and be careful. Okay, we're in the hotel room, and he... On my face. Ah, Tim! You... You... Moron! The government is on our backs every day, trying to censor our podcast. All you have to do is not say... And then what do you do? You... Say... Ugh! Come on, Tim. Do you want us to get thrown off the air? I'm going ha- to have to throw you out of here because I-, I can't have you do this. I will not give up my podcast for-, for this so you can curse. Come on. I'm sorry, Spud. He used my face like it was a bathroom. You know, it's a little late now, isn't it there, Tim? Ugh. It's a little late, isn't it? We're going to get be fined six zillion dollars for each offense. So every time you curse, that's six zillion dollars. That's how much they fine for one offense. Times that by all these offenses, we're, we owe them a, a, a quadrillion dollars because of you. We're going to be thrown off the air, Tim, so stop cursing. 
I said I'm sorry, Spud. Yeah, well, sorry's not good enough, is it? You, uh, you little. Go ahead and finish your story. Why were you mad at the at the the guy? Well, I'm kind of scared to say it now, Spud. Whatever. He he in your face. Whatever. I said it. Go go on with the story. Can we please get this get this done and over with? Yeah, he did that, and and he's always doing that, and. And he's not toilet trained, and he always takes his diaper off, and he doesn't wear it, and he makes a mess, and it stinks up the room, and it stinks up the plane, and, and, and it's it's just it's just a really big inconvenience. Well, then why do you tour with him? Money. Well, I mean, I get that you need money, but what then? Why share a room with him? Why not buy your own? I mean, if it's going to stop you from touring with him, then get your own room so you at least make some money, you know. So why why do your room with him? Because he's my friend. But you were just saying how much you hated him. And even if he, I mean, you're saying he's your friend, I would think that on your face is a deal breaker. Uh, uh, should you be saying that, Spud? I, what about the FCC? You stupid moron. You, l- you let me worry about the FCC, okay? Are you the famous radio guy or am I? I'll deal with them. I, I like saying with them, but I, I mean, I, I used to, I, but now I, I don't think I want to anymore. I don't even know if I'm his friend. I know I just said I'm his friend, but if this is really... Him not being potty trained is, is really putting a strain on our relationship. Well, yeah, I imagine traveling with a grown man who isn't potty trained would put a strain on any friendship. But listen, we have Sag on the phone right now, and he's going to, uh, you know, you guys can talk this out right here. So, Sag, you're online. Um, we got Low Pitch Tim here. Of course, it's Spud. This is the Adorable Boy Podcast. Uh, thank you for calling. Hey, it's me. I'm here. When people talk of the freedom of writing, speaking, or thinking, I cannot choose but laugh. No such thing ever existed. No such thing now exists. But I hope it will exist. But it must be hundreds of years after you and I shall write and speak no more. Hey, you little moron. Shut up, Tim. Who are you to talk to him like that? I think we should ban you from the show. Uh, I'm just just sick of you. Every time there's a problem with you. So, Sag, Tim says you relieved yourself on his face in the hotel room. Is, Is that- that's not true, right? You didn't do that. No, I didn't do nothing like that. He did it himself. He did it himself. He did it. He pooped in my pants. In those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a thing terrible to public traitors. Okay, so the plot thickens here, huh, Tim? He's saying that you went on your own face. How do you answer that? No! He did it. He's, he's lying. I don't know, but you know I trust him more than I trust you. But Sag, I do have a question. How would he do that? Did, did he just go and, and, and throw it on himself? And, and then why would he do it? How, uh, these are two questions that I do need answered, though I do trust you. Yeah, he did it. I was sleeping. He did it. I weigh 2,040 pounds. Okay, guys, you know, we're, we're running out of time here. Um, I don't think we're going to get anywhere with this. We got one guy here, low-pitched him, who, who lies like crazy. And Sag, you know, just repeats statements from colonial times. So I just don't know how we're going to settle this. Um, so uh, I don't know who to believe. Uh, Tim, are you ever going to you ever gonna work with Sag again? Um, I assume you won't room with him. Oh, yeah, we're working together this weekend. We'll be rooming together, too. Why? I mean, isn't it just going to happen again? There's going to be this controversy? And you just said you hated him. I do hate him, but we're still friends. 
Okay, I'm done with this. I, I just gotta get out of this, Tim. I just have to get out of your life. I, ca I can't stay here in your life. Listen, Sag, thanks for calling. Uh, we're gonna see you soon, okay? I will now add what I do not like. First, the omission of a Bill of Rights, providing clearly and without the aid of sophism for freedom of religion, freedom of the press, protection against standing armies, restriction of monopolies, the eternal and unremitting force of the habeas corpus laws, and trials by jury. In all matters of fact, triable by the law of the land and not by the laws of nations. Tim, it's, uh, it's always an adventure having you in or on the phone or whatever. Um, you, you, you're just... Uh... You're one of a kind, and um, so I'm just going to hang up on you because I just, I just want to get out of here, out of this talking to you. I love you, Spud. Okay, whatever. We got to move on. I tell you, the crazy crew never disappoints, do they, fans? Wow. Okay. So um, we will move on to another, uh, our next bit. Next thing, it is time for a thing that everyone loves. Everyone that I know loves it anyway. And it is called, Okay, Boomer. Okay, if you didn't catch this thing last week, this is a part of the show where we take uh, something from Boomer Esiason's career. It could be his charity work. It could be his radio career. It's most likely always going to be his football career, but I'm sure we'll sprinkle some other things in there sometimes. And we, um, we take a part of his career, a game, usually, and we talk about how he was just okay in that game. He wasn't good. He wasn't bad. He was an okay Boomer. Okay, so here we go. Now, this game took place on September 1st, 1996. Boomer, that was Boomer Esiason's only year with the Arizona Cardinals. And this uh, game was against the Indianap Indianapolis Colts. The Colts won 20-13. But you couldn't say it was mostly because of Boomer's play because he did okay, Boomer. So his numbers were he was 25 uh, completions for 38 attempts, 237 yards, respectable, no TDs, no INTs. 82.9 QB rating. And, you know, they didn't win. They didn't lose because of Boomer. He didn't have a good game. He didn't have a bad game. He had an okay game. You know why? Because he that day, he definitely was an okay Boomer. Okay. Wonderful. We love you, Boomer. Another great edition of OK Boomer. Really picking up steam. People are really loving it. Management is really liking the direction of the OK Boomer bit. All right, Frankie Beads wants me to go on a break right now, but I'm not going to. I'm going to pull rank because I, re because I really want to get into this War of the Roses, which is actually now called War of the Daffodils. We changed the name for reasons only known to us, but that's how it is. So war in case you're new, in case it's the first time stopping by, War of the Daffodils is a bit in which we call some, uh, well, first of all, a woman or a man gets in touch with us and they think that their significant other is cheating. Now, what we do is we call them up and offer them, you know, fake flowers, like a fake bouquet of flowers. And um, because it's often that, I mean, you know, this show is relatable above all else. You know, often you get called during the day. And you're offered free flowers for nothing, no credit card, no nothing. You're suspicious at first, but once they tell you it's completely free, you're all in. 
So since that happens to everyone in the country, you know, multiple times a year, we do that perfectly normal thing. And we offer them free flowers. And what we're trying to do is get them – we're trying to see who will they, who they will send them to. Will it be their wife or will it be someone else that their wife doesn't know about? You know, because if I was call, if I was married and and someone called me up and offered me free flowers, I wouldn't be suspicious at all. And I would send them to the person I'm cheating with, I guess. But anyway, that's what we do here. It's always interesting. It's always fun. And then we just walk away and move on. So we have uh, Donna on the line. We're just going to keep her silent. And she suspects that her husband, Peter, is cheating. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him a call. I'm going to disguise my voice. And we're going to see what happens. We're going to see. I'm going to offer them flowers. We're going to see. It's going to be hilarious. It's going to be entertaining. It's going to be thought-provoking. It's going to be everything that you've come to expect from the Adorable Boys. Okay, so I'm going to dial the phone right now. Hello? Hello. May I speak to Peter? Not speaking. Oh, that's awkward. I said, may I speak, and then you said speaking. That's that's not great writing. But anyway, uh, this is, wasn't written anyway. I'm uh, calling from the, the flower guys, and we just want to tell you that you've won a free bouquet of beautiful daffodils. Sorry, I'm not interested. But they're completely free, and, and we don't need your credit card or, or any other information. They're free. You could. They're free. Why don't you want them? How did How did I uh, qualify for this? Um, the National Daffodil uh, Lottery. There's a. It's pretty famous. You probably should have heard about it. It's the National Daffodil Library, where they they uh, give out uh, daffodils to people on the phone randomly, and that's how we uh, we got your name. Okay, so let me get this straight. I, uh, I've qualified for a free dozen roses. I don't have to put any information down, any credit card, nothing like that. You know, for someone with so many questions, you sure are stupid. It's daffodils, not roses. It used to be called War of the Roses. Now it's daffodils. But anyway, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, you qualify for free uh, daffodils or whatever. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, sure, I'll take them. Good. Finally, I can move on with this damn thing. All right, so uh, now is the very most important part. Uh, who, who would, uh, you got to tell me, you got to give me what you want to put on the note and, uh, and who you want to uh, send them to. This is very important. I need to know what you what you want on the note and who you're sending them to. Your wife, your girlfriend, your mistress. Just put it down. Who who just tell me. Who do you want who do you want to send these to? These beautiful daffodils. Oh, if I get like a note or something on it? Yes. How many times do I have to say it? You you were so one you were wondering so much about how we got your number. You get a note. What do you want to write on the note and who do you want it to go to? I I mean who what do you want to write on the on the note and who do you want it to go to? Okay. So, uh, make it out to, uh, to Sandra. Oh, okay, Sandra. Good. Uh, and, and, uh, what do you want it to say? Can you write down, uh, uh, let me think. Write down, I hope this, uh, brightens your day, uh, the way you brighten mine. Uh, I can't wait to finally, uh, hang out. Oh, oh my, well, that's very nice. That's very sweet. Uh, what do you think of that, Donna? Who is Sandra? Hello? Yes, hello? Who the Oh, this is your wife, Peter, uh, Donna, and she's been listening in. This is the Adorable Boy Podcast, War of the Daffodils, and your wife seems to want to know who this Sandra character is. Some some beauty in your life, perhaps, Peter? Why don't you discuss this with your wife? I'm sorry, did you say- Oh, he's stuttering. 
They always seem to stutter when they get caught, don't they? Donna, what do you have to say about this? Sandra's just a friend of mine. I, I don't understand how... Who's friend? Uh, Who is that? <gasps> Wait a second, it's Sandra's that... Sandra's that... Waitress at Chili's! Oh my, a waitress at Chili's. Peter, you seem to be in trouble. Oh, uh, Donna, he hung up, and, uh... I'm gonna hang up on you, too. Mostly because you go to Chili's. But, um... You know, there's another war of the daffodils. You know, I do my special voice, you know, no one... No, because if I use my regular voice, everyone's gonna know it's me, and it's a whole thing. They beg for me to send them an autograph or something. This way, they don't know who I am. They trust that I'm actually giving away free flowers. Peter, I, I bet you he's in the doghouse tonight. He's going to be sleeping uh, maybe out in the garage or something. <laughs> am I right, guys? We all know. We all know what that's like. Uh, I hope this waitress at Chili's is worth it there, uh, Petey boy. But uh, Donna's none too pleased. Uh, yes. Oh, boy. That's the kind of quality entertainment you're only going to get. On the Adorable Boy Podcast. The Adorable Boy Podcast, War of the Daffodils. This this edition comes to a close. We'll revisit this in the future. We love this bit. It's a benchmark bit, as they say. Okay, now we do have to finally take that commercial. Thank you for uh, joining us on this. We got so much left to go. So much content. So much. So many hot takes. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up. That's what the kids are saying. The Adorable Boys are young. We're on fleek. We ship it. Totes, okay? Uh, at Adorable Podcast on Twitter. AOL keyword Adorable Podcast. Uh, Gmail, Adorable Podcast at gmail.com. Instagram, Adorable Podcast. All the stuff, Parlor, Gab, we're on there. We are on there. And as long as Twitter keeps allowing us, we'll, we'll keep podcasting and keep breathing. As long as Twitter says it's okay. We will be back on the Adorable Boy Podcast after this. Hey, boys and goyles, it's your boy, Vito the Vegan Guido, and I'm here to ask you if you like to play poker with the best of them. Do you like to go all in when you got aces up and you're playing a single shooter? Do you like to make a back raise after a barrel on a bad beat when your bankroll is bonkers? Or are you the kind of player who makes a big bet on a big blind when you've got a handful of blanks and you're bluffing in a big blocker? Do you drop on the flop when there's a rainbow rag with four on the floor? Well, if so, then you should come down to Vito the Vegan Guido's Illegal Poker Club. Every night, degenerates from throughout the county come to spend their rent money on their horrible addiction. And guess what? Vito's finally cashing in on it. Come plays with a team of dealers that consists of swarthy teenagers, ex-cons, and rabid alcoholics. We're located right above the Olive Garden, so after you lose, you can search the dumpster for dinner, but make it vegan. So come on down to Vito's Illegal Poker Game, and remember, yous can pay your mortgage, but yous don't have to. Get it? That's, that's like my line that I say. Hey, hey. Hey.
having a fit. Well, maybe she needs quality podcast content. The Adorable Boy Podcast? With my clientele, I need them. Keeps babies drier than cloth diapers. Here's why. Moisture goes through the Adorable Boy Podcast. Stay dry lining and is absorbed in the padding below. The lining helps keep wetness from coming back on baby, so baby stays drier. Outside, the Adorable Boy Podcast episodes are waterproof. And there's no washing. I'll take a dozen. Shoes? No. Kowtow-free episodes of the Adorable Boy Podcast. The Adorable Boy Podcast. For drier, happier babies. There's an actor and he's on Twitter Loves his country and makes liberals bitter He's here just to educate and inspire And he's so famous he'll never get fired Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week and I see I want Scott to tweet for me this week Mr. Bayo true patriot himself he uh, gave us a tweet about all the controversy with social media censoring and all that and words of wisdom by Mr. Bayo you know I don't know he was, he's a smart man that's all I can say so here we go I'm going to read his tweet and then we'll discuss it Ready, and go. First, the left silenced the sitting president of the United States. Now they've silenced every conservative in America by ending parlor. They're acting like a cartel, not a free market. You know, I mean, it is our duty as citizens to call out our government when they are acting like this. And he's right. Those are not the actions of, of, a, of, a, free, of a free government. Now, sure, I, I believe that Twitter has every right to ban anyone. And I, I bet you Scott does too. But it is the parlor thing that is really, I don't know. It seems weird that all these different companies all decided to drop them. Uh, and there was no pressure from anyone else. They didn't talk to each other. I, I find that odd. And, and with the routine silencing of, of one side's voices, now the adorable boys keep their uh, political opinions mostly to themselves. Only when commentating on goings-on do we, you know, kind of disclose our opinions. But it's, I mean... We're not conservatives, but the conservatives are the ones that are being censored. I mean, you'd have to be blind to not see that. And, and Scott's sick of it, and he's right. He's, he's calling it out as he should because he's a true patriot. And we love Scott Baio for that. We, we, you know, you, they're trying to silence the opposition, which is what they're doing. And, and when you, they do that, you have to really think, why are they doing that? Because they know they're wrong and they know they're weak. Those are the two things they know. They're mostly weak. They're weak as far as philosophy and ideas go. They're, they're very strong at propaganda and convincing everyone that what's wrong is right and what's right is wrong. So they are strong at that, but if, we, if, if, if more patriots like Scott Baio step up, more famous patriots and all, patriots of all kinds, we could show them that they are actually weak. Once you stand up to them like any other bully, they back off. And they back off because they're not based on principles. They're not based on, on right and wrong. They're based on getting what they want. And silencing other people. You know, because they can. So, that's what Scott's calling out. 
in this uh, patriotic tweet of the week. That's my interpretation anyway. Uh, if he ever wants to correct me, he's welcome to call in. We'd love to have Scott Bayo on the cast. Probably work that out at some point. He is an adorable boy, Sipel. He does follow us on Twitter. So, that's good. All right. So that was it. Some pearls of wisdom from the man himself, Scott Bayo. Charles in Charge, Chachi, Bob Loblaw. And that was Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. There's an actor and he's on Twitter. Loves his country and makes liberals bitter. He's here just to educate and inspire. And he's so famous he'll never get fired. Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. Scott Bayo's patriotic tweet of the week. And I see I want Scott to tweet for me. There you have it. Scott Bayo, Patriotic Tweet of the Week. Thank you for being a patriot, Scott. Thank you for being you. Thank you for standing up for what is right. Okay, we're moving on. We're cooking with gas here on the Adorable Boy Podcast. I see through the glass here that Frankenbeans is leading vegan Vito the Vegan Guido into the studio every week. I tell him to bring him right to the kitchen, and every week this happens. I just want a producer with a brain. Why is my producer so stupid? my question oh i just i just need a good producer one with a brain could someone else there out there help me send resumes or something all right anyway all right here's Vito. hey Vito. good to see you hey i got some bone to pick with you you jadrool with me yeah you all right what's the uh what's the problem this week Vito? yeah you spud yeah you i got a problem with you Okay, okay, come on, what is it? Yeah, you, Spud. I'm telling you to your face, I got a problem with you. What is your problem? I'm living in a doggone insane asylum here. Just tell me your problem. I was waiting for you to call me last week. And why you no do my segment? The fans want DeVito. The fans love DeVito. You don't give them DeVito. Vito, I told you. We're going to take a week off every once in a while. We're not going to do it every week. We don't want to burn you out. We want to, with the audience, you know, we want to keep you fresh. We want to keep you, you know, we, I, I, you're probably familiar with this statement, but familiarity breeds contempt. We got to keep throwing a curveball to the fans with everything, including you. So we can't have you on every week. Okay. The audience loved me, Spud, you bacha galoop. They want me on here every week. Listen, Vito, you don't understand. If we have you on every week, the audience will get tired of you. I want to keep you on the show, keep you entertaining for as long as possible. But you didn't call me the last week. I know. Just, are you listening to what I'm saying? I told you we need to keep it fresh, Vito. Vito was ready for his cooking show and you didn't call me, Spud. Listen, okay. Uh, can you just go do your segment and... I, I just, I can't sit here and argue about this. It's, Vito, it's boring my listeners, okay? It's boring my listeners. And I know you have your, your opinion, but it's boring them. So please, just g- get out there, 
and, and go do your segment, please. For the sake of our friendship. Okay, Spud, I'm gonna forgive you. But now, But you owe me one, huh? Your Spud, you owe me one. Capiche? Just just go ahead to the kitchen, Vito. We're gonna have a great great segment. I can't wait to see what you're what you're gonna be cooking. Hey, boys and goyles, it's your boy Vito, and I am here to show you how to make a beautiful vegan curry with tofu. Yes, we are going to do this all in Vito the Vegan Guido's Kitchen on the Adorable Boy Podcast. Yeah, okay. The first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to read you the ingredients that you're going to need. You're going to need to collect all these things. Then we're going to make the, the tofu curry and gonna mm, it's like your mother used to make melt in your mouth. Okay. So here's what you're going to need. I'm going to tell you a secret on what you need, okay? You're going to need four tablespoons of virgin coconut oil or extra virgin olive oil. Then you're going to need one 14-ounce package of firm or extra firm tofu. And you're going to need that dried and cut into half-inch cubes. It's got to be firm or extra firm like the bajol. <laughs> the guys know what I'm saying. Then you're going to need some kosher salt. And two medium onions coarsely chopped. Then you're going to need one third of a cup of red curry paste. Two large zucchinis cut into half inch pieces. One large or two small Japanese eggplant cut into half inch pieces. Then you're going to need eight ounces of green beans trimmed and cut into one inch pieces. And then you're going to need one 13.5 ounce can of unsweetened coconut milk. Then we're also going to need lime wedges, cilantro, and coarsely chopped salted roasted peanuts. Now with the cilantro, you want to you wanna adjust the leaves and you want to make sure they have the tender stems. Tender, like, like Jules Cassiero that night in Newark. Yeah, tender like that. Okay, so once you have all that gathered, you get that, you go and you get that, okay? Then you come back to Vito, you play the rest of this. And I'm going to move into how to make it, okay? So here we go. It's going to make the vegan, vegan, vegan. That's what we do here. We have the vegan tofu and curry, and mm, it's going to be good. Okay, so step one, you heat the two tablespoons of oil. Remember, that's coconut or extra virgin olive. In a large skillet. Now, you want that to be non-stick. It just makes it easier for DeVito. And that's over medium-high. Then, you skillfully add the tofu in a single layer, and you cook. And you turn it over once. Just turn it over one time. Vito don't want this mamby-pamby turning over. You turn it once, and you commit to it. And then you make sure that both sides are golden brown. All golden brown. Just like my mother used to make. And you do that after, it'll be that way about four minutes. It depends on your, on your stove, your oven, or whatever. Then you take paper towels. And you, 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 put the, you put that on there. And you transfer it to a drain. And then you season with a sousson of kosher salt. Vegan, the Vito, the vegan Guido knows. Just a sousson. That's all you're going to need. And if anyone tells you you need more, you give me, you give me their name. Okay, and I will tell them exactly what they need. Only a sous -son. 
Okay, step two. You heat the remaining two tablespoons of oil. Now remember, that's virgin coconut or extra virgin olive oil. You heat that in a large pot or a high-sided skillet over medium-high. Then you're going to add the onions and a generous pinch of salt again. Not just a sousson this time, a little more. A little more than a sousson. Then you stir it up. Oh, you stir it up. Then you cook it and you keep stirring very often. You want to you pay very close attention to it like you would to a woman. And it dark, Well, until, you know, you get to where you want to go and then you throw her outside. Right, guys? <laughs> okay. Now, when they're darkened in color, that'll be about after two minutes. Now, again, that varies. Don't hold Vito if it takes less or more than two minutes, okay? And Vito doesn't know your oven. He couldn't possibly know everyone's oven. So then, after that, when it's darkened in color, you add the zucchini and the eggplant and the green beans and the bajavor. And then you cook and you toss until the vegetables are softened and start to brown. And some spots are going to be brown, and that's what you want. You want some brown spots. It's going to be about five to seven minutes tops. Again, it varies. Then you pour in the coconut milk and the half a cup of water. And you bring the whole thing to a simmer. Then you move on to the next step. You're going to add the tofu to the pot and you're going to stir gently, just very gently, like a, like a concerned lover. That's how you're going to stir. And you're cook going to cook it until warm. And that's going to be about three minutes, just about three minutes, somewhere around there. Then you're going to season it with more salt if needed. Now, maybe just a sousson, but that depends on your taste. Maybe more than a sousson. Okay, then you're going to divide the curry. We're almost there, boys and goyles. You're going to divide the curry among bowls, and you're going to add a generous squeeze of lime juice to each. Then you're going to top with the cilantro and the peanuts and the bojava. And there you have it, a beautiful vegan curry that everyone will love, vegan or not. And that's how Vito the Vegan Guido does it. Now, that's all we have for today. And we, I want to thank you for coming to Vito the Vegan Guido's Kitchen and Spud... I, w I expect to be back next week. Yama? Gabish? Javo? Alright. This is your boy Vito. And remember, use kid eats meat. But use don't have to. It is time again for a break. Uh, before we go into the break, though, we are going to play another classic Adorable Boy Radio Show moment. Enjoy this classic Adorable Boy segment. Or don't. We don't care. We're shock jocks. Okay, we're back on the Adorable Boy Radio Show. Yeah, thanks for uh, checking us out. Okay, we're going to have uh, an interview with uh, Bobby Knight. He's some kind of basketball coach. I don't know. The suits really wanted me to interview him. They say he's a big deal. Whatever. I think he coaches like Indiana or something. Whatever. Uh, apparently he's like he's a real hothead. So I guess we'll we'll see how we how we can do this. Okay, guys. We'll see how long this lasts. I just wish the other adorable boys were here, and they weren't sick today. But uh, that's okay. I'll handle this myself. And uh, let's just say I don't think this will be going that long. Okay. There you go. Uh, Bobby, Mr. Knight, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby boy, Babo, Babaloo, 
Welcome to the Adorable Boy Radio Show. You are on throughout the country, syndicated wide throughout the country. What, uh, what, 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 could, what could I do for you, Bobby? That was a hell of an introduction. Oh, Bobby, come on. Your phone stinks. I thought you were a big shot basketball coach. Your phone is terrible. I can barely even hear you. What do you? Let's talk about basketball. I guess say something. Come on, aren't you wild, man? Say some. Say something controversial. Come on, make make news here on the Adorable Boy Radio Show. What does con- I don't even know what controversial means. It means interesting. You know, funny, crazy, weird. It's what you do. Just just say something. Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah, he's he's. Oh, I can hear it in his house. Oh, he's throwing chairs. Bobby and I throwing chairs. He's going crazy. We better cut this off before it gets too extreme. We better go to commercial. I know it's a quick one, but, uh, you know, we got to keep safe. We are the only radio show that is too controversial for the great Bobby Knight. Whoa. We are the Adorable Boy Radio Show, and we'll be back after this. president who's seasoned through and through but not so doggone seasoned that he won't try something new a man who's old enough to know and young enough to do well it's up to you it's up to you it's strictly up to you do you like a man who answers straight a man who's always fair we'll measure him against the others and when you compare you cast your vote for kennedy and the change that's overdue so it's up to you we are back on the Adorable Boy Podcast. Thank you. It is time to wrap this thing up while we talk about some news like we do each and every week. We help you to stay informed because that's what the Adorable Boys strive to do um okay so let's see there's a lot in the news a lot in the news actually sorry i kind of moved away from the microphone um a man who the adorable boy podcast has been pretty critical of uh governor new york new york governor andrew (laughs) andrew cuomo um big news story came out today that the democratic attorney general so it's a the attorney general of new york who is part of the democratic party the same party as Governor Cuomo has come out to say that New York massively underreported nursing home COVID deaths. So I don't know. Um, I remember them saying 11,000 before, and that didn't seem to be disputed. So at least 11,000 people died in a nursing home uh, from COVID. You know, I mean, probably much more now, but I mean, definitely much more that they've been hiding basically half of them, apparently. This all stems from one of Cuomo's directives to house COVID patients in nursing homes. And whether they were elderly or not, even if they, I mean, if they were elderly too, he would take the sickest people or people that had the virus, maybe they weren't the sickest, but they had the virus and put them in with the most vulnerable people, the people that we should have been protecting all along. And that's why we had so many deaths. Um, let's see, the, the State Department of Health reported that as, as of January 27th, 
2021, there are 5,957 confirmed deaths due to coronavirus in nursing homes in New York, and an additional 2,783 presumed deaths in assisted care facilities that were, um, uh, whatever. So that's about 8,000, almost 9,000, yeah, over 9,000, actually, deaths. Um, Cuomo has defended the nursing home policy as in line with guidance from the Trump administration at the time, but he hates Trump and said that Trump mishandled it, yet he followed him. That makes sense. He was silent on Thursday following the new AG report and did not respond to Fox News' immediate request for comment. This is uh, garbage Fox News, too. Um, James' report said that government guidance requiring the admission of COVID-19 patients into nursing homes may have put residents at increased risk of harm in some facilities and may have obscure the data available to assess that risk. So, uh, see, the Office of the Attorney General asked 62 nursing homes to provide data about deaths in their facilities. In one example, a facility reported five confirmed and six presumed COVID-19 deaths at the facility as of August 3rd to the Department of Health, yet reported to the OAG a total of 27 COVID-19 deaths at the facility and 13 hospital deaths, a discrepancy of 29 deaths. Okay, so basically... Cuomo, Cuomo, the entire time, destroyed Trump on his handling of the of the COVID nineteen pandemic. Then, he he puts COVID positive patients in nursing homes with the most vulnerable people. Vulnerable people, people die. The places don't report them right. Cuomo goes on a book tour about how to handle a pandemic in the middle of a pandemic that he's you know kind of botched, and then they don't report the right the right amount of deaths. That's basically what happened. I don't know. Um, I haven't really followed. I don't know if Cuomo is even eligible for another term. I, I don't know how many terms he served as governor. It doesn't. He'll get voted in again, though, because that's how this goes. The man complete, was completely incompetent and then blames Trump after for all of his mistakes, which, you know, it's fine with most people. But in, in New York, he will get elected again, even though his, even after his gross incompetence. In this, in the handling of this pandemic, but it was all about getting Trump, and so it was all about. And you got him; he's out of office. You did a great job. Now what? How many more reports like this come out? I mean, I know California was obscuring their data too. I mean, it's been you know it's been said that they won't. Not, I, I maybe I can't say exactly say obscuring, but they're making it difficult for it to be known. Um, so here we are. This is what this is what we get when we vote in corrupt bureaucrats for every governmental position. And there are corrupt bureaucrats on both sides. But for some reason, the majority of people are okay with the Democrat corrupt bureaucrats and not the Republican corrupt bureaucrats. I don't see a difference between either of them. I think they're both corrupt bureaucrats. So, anyway. I, I Cuomo's an idiot. That's what I've said from, a, from the beginning. De Blasio's an idiot. They're running that state into the ground, the great state of New York. Now they're finally easing COVID restrictions. Huh, that's weird. Now the Trump's out of office. They're easing COVID restrictions. I don't know. You know, who's to say about any of it? See another quote from the article. As a pandemic, this is a Fox News article. As the pandemic and our investigations continue, it is imperative that we understand why the residents of New York's nursing homes unnecessarily suffered at such an alarming rate. I can tell you why. Idiot government officials. That's why. While we cannot bring back the individuals individuals we lost to the crisis, this report seeks to offer transparency 
that the public deserves and to spur increased action to protect our most vulnerable residents. I'm actually surprised this came out. I mean, that line is nice. I don't believe them, but th- I mean, that's what the government should do. I'm surprised this, this information came out. I guess they could, couldn't hold it back. I don't know. Who knows? But Governor Cuomo incompetent. Uh, he was on who, who Wants to Be a COVID Governor. That was a few weeks ago. Maybe he should have been handling uh, New York's business, if, you, if I can use a colloquialism, instead of coming on a game show and writing books or, and going on CNN and you know joking with his uh, brother. All right, we've... I mean, there's not much more to say. He's a corrupt politician. He made a stupid move, possibly out of incompetence, probably out of incompetence. Who knows? Maybe there's something more sinister to it. I don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised. But if he if he runs again, he'll get voted in again. And if he doesn't get voted in, another Democrat will. So that's where we are. Um, Biden's first few weeks in pre- as as president, he uh, made Canada mad by by stopping the Keystone Pipeline. Um, not not only Canada, but a lot of Americans too. A lot of Americans lost jobs. That apparently they're supposed to now go and build solar facilities. I don't. I don't. Is there a big demand that I haven't heard of for for people to build? Are they are they? Is the solar industry really in need of workers? I haven't heard of that, and I don't know how well it pays. If it pays as well as, you know, what they were doing on the pipeline, but uh, that's what they should do. They should. I mean, John Kerry, the millionaire, billionaire, probably. He married a ketchup girl. Um, he says that those it's President Biden's view that those people out of jobs should build solar things, which would be great. I don't see them though. I don't see the solar jobs. I see a lot of people out of work. I don't see them getting hired by solar companies to whatever they would do at a solar company. Never mind if it paid as much as their old job, but that's what the government says. So that's what should happen. They should get these non-existent jobs. And, you know, the whole, the whole, as I understand it, their whole agenda is to eliminate oil jobs, eliminate all this stuff, and then get, have those people employed in renewable energy, like solar power, or I guess wind power. I don't know what, what, everything that they'll do. But do you really trust, do you honestly trust that the government, that there are these jobs available, or, or in 10 years, they will have these jobs, these high paying jobs to replace these oil jobs? To, to not destroy our economy. Do you trust that? I don't. I think, you know, yes, it'd be great to move away from oil. You know, and, and I think we will, you know, when it, when it becomes unavoidable. But to trust that the government bureaucrats, this guy who's been in office for 50 years, or, or you know, had the vice presidency for eight years, second highest, you know, most powerful man in the government for eight years, 50 years in office, do we really think that these people are going to have these jobs waiting? Uh, the technology is going to be... What if the technology stalls? What if there's a big problem that, involved in the, in the mass adoption of solar power? Then what? We've destroyed jobs. We have no jobs to go to. How about we get the technology first and we move people into those jobs, you know, uh, gradually? How about that? Because that's a safer bet. If if I was you know in line to get a high paying job, I wouldn't buy a house before I told was told I got the job. Because what if I didn't get the job? Then I couldn't pay for the house. What if we can't do the solar stuff? How do we pay for our houses? It's ridiculous to put this much the trust that they want you to put. Just and and really, what can you do? They, he's he's destroying all these things with a pen. 
He's taking away jobs with a pen. And telling you, get these other jobs that don't exist yet. And, of course, the critics will say, oh, well, they do exist. <laughs> they don't exist on the large scale that, that these people are going out of, out of work. They don't. So. But I'm sure Biden's friends will get richer as, as this moves on. Whatever. Um, I've been watching some some of the press conferences from Biden, and we all knew what was going to happen. Um, they're not going to. The news, the, the media isn't going to go after him, like especially not after, like they went after Trump, but not even a little bit. They will in a few years when it becomes you know undeniable, his incompetence, in my opinion. Um, I, I I saw one a, a reporter called out and said, you know, what did you talk to uh, Putin about? Because he had a com- Biden had a conversation with Putin, and Biden was walking out of the room and said, we talked about you. He sends his best, and then the whole place erupted and laughed. It was great, but. I mean, is is it a, a crazy question to want to know what he's talking to Putin about? Because apparently Putin controlled our last president and he he infiltrated elect. Well, he infiltrated the 2016 election. The 2020 election couldn't have been inf- infiltrated. So just so we're clear on that. But this reporter asked him. And, you know, he just he can just joke it off. What would happen with Trump? Trump was accused of, of being in bed with Putin every day of his presidency. They launched a two year investigation into it. And. I mean, he and and the the press hounded him every day. They forced him to say things over and over and over again. Denounce white supremacy. Denounce white supremacy. Denounce white supremacy. He did it over and over and over again with his words, and they kept asking him and saying that he never did it. But Biden, now he can talk to apparently the guy who's controlled our our old president. He could talk to him, and we don't need to know what it was about or have any kind of transparency. No, it's fine. Good job, press. Good job. The adorable boys are holding him to task. And if the adorable boys ever get an interview with President Biden, which, you know, maybe we will, we're going to ask him the tough questions. We're going to ask him to remember something for five minutes before, because I'm not sure that he could. Um, the, pre- the press has really shown their colors, and, and the American people have shown their stupidity. Or, you know, I don't even know if it's stupidity. I think it's laziness. We wa- And, and I... I I identify with it. I get it. We want to believe the press because that's easiest. That's path of least resistance. Go the way they're pushing you. Go be a cattle and just just be herded. Go that way. Don't look the other way. There's too much thinking and too much consideration. And and when you see everything that's wrong, it's going to hurt you. So don't look that way. Don't go that way. Go the way we're pushing you. But some people can't. You know, some people just they they want to know the truth whether whether the truth confirms their preconceived notions or not so it's not stupidity it's it's it really in the end it boils down to fear they fear how could all these institutions be against us if they're so powerful they'll just crush us and they will they are powerful enough to crush us but not if we get smart not if we band together and get smart always look at what they're not telling you look at what they're not doing look at look critically and it doesn't matter whether you think you're intelligent or not you you actually you can be you can be intelligent all you have to do is think to the best of your ability you know look at things question things don't just swallow what they give you because what they're giving you is what helps them so and 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 i mean it, it's sad we can use the media kind of we have to you take an event because they'll probably not completely lie about an event 
you read it and you see where their bias is. And then you look somewhere else and you look somewhere else and you can kind of piece together the truth. Been talking about this a lot on the Adorable Boy podcast. Um, and so that's how you got to do it. Because they're not, they're not, they don't have our best interests. They don't. The Adorable Boys do. And and if you should be wary whenever anyone says they have your best interests at heart. But all we're doing is telling you to think for yourself. That's in your best interest. So that's what we have to say. All right, moving on in the news after that uh, rousing speech, if I do say so myself. Big thing in the stock market. Now, Spud is a very rich man. He has money in stocks, but he doesn't. And I'm talking third person right now. He doesn't um, understand it all that much. But apparently the the stock for the GameStop store skyrocketed. Um, From what I understand is that hedge funds buy shorts on these things. And um, then they, I don't know, there's a process and then they buy them back later and they, they, they make money. It's like a gamble, but, you know, it's pretty sure. Now what happened was, I think it was a Reddit group kind of started a thing where they, they bought all these, these stocks for GameStop. So when these hedge fund people went back to buy them back to make their money, there wasn't enough there. So the price went way, way, way up. Artificially. And, and you know, whatever. Um, I wouldn't say artificially, but that's just how it is. That's that's how the system is. And so the, apparently there's like a stock trading rap, app called Robinhood who then... Stop people from buying GameStop. And they did this with a few different stocks. Um, AMC Movie Theaters is another one. Um, I mean, this is how it is. And, and the hedge fund people were going to lose money. Um, so that that app Robinhood basically stopped people from buying the stuff. And it's, I think as, as of uh, recording time, it's still pretty artificially inflated. But you could still... It hasn't hit bottom yet. It's going to hit bottom, apparently. I mean, and, and I don't know much about stocks. As I said, this is just kind of interesting. I'm just kind of spreading the word. You can research after. But in my you know, in my view, nothing ever, you know, it doesn't go up and not come down. So this artificial, in a way, artificial inflation, though it is part of the system. I don't think there's anything illegal going on here. Uh, but it will cause hedge funds to lose money now. I see a lot of people on, online like laughing about that, like, oh, the rich are going to lose their money. And, and again, I don't know. Maybe they're right. But in my experience, rich people don't get hurt, you know, unless – and if they do, the poor people get hurt too. So I don't know how, how – if we should all be laughing or, or, or whatever. Um, I know AOC, that Congress lady um, – said that, you know, what we need to look into why Robinhood stopped people from being able to to buy those stocks and, and why they're protecting the people, the hedge fund people. And Ted Cruz agreed. And then she said that uh, in a tweet, she said that uh, she'll work with other Republicans, but Ted Cruz tried to have her murdered, apparently. Um, that's insane to me. But um, She, whatever. It's just another stupid thing with the stupid politicians. Uh, I kind of rambled off there. Anyway, I, I just saw people want to sue Robin Hood, but I don't know. I, I doubt they'll be able to. Who knows? Stock market's a crazy thing. I got my money in there. I got it in safe things. I know that. And I just let it go. You know, I don't want to get greedy. I got, I have enough money for my radio days to live comfortably. You know, and then I come on here and I rally the troops because that's what I'd love to do. 
That's what the adorable boys live for. We live for it. Okay, what else? What do we got? Any other uh, news? Let's see. The Trump impeachment um, seems insane to me, as I said a few weeks ago. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. I, I don't know how you can impeach someone who's who's not president. And the only reason, I mean, if they think he incited insurrection, why not try him in a in a court, in a, in a regular court? I'll tell you why. Because it's ridiculous, and the only way that it could that they could possibly you know re- convict him of in- inciting a s- insurrection with the words that he said would be to have corrupt politicians vote on it and that's what they wanted but apparently the republicans were against it and it doesn't seem like it's going to happen um so that's good and and the reason that they wanted it because then he wouldn't be able to run for office if he was convicted of that of of inciting an in- insurrection he couldn't hold office he wouldn't be able to run to run in 2024 which we all know is their entire, you know, the entire two last two months, or at least maybe four years, but at least the last two months have been designed to destroy him and any power he might have. And as as Dusty Rhodes, a great wrestler, may he rest in peace. Once said, they they shouldn't have let him live, you know. And I'm saying that figuratively. He has power still, and they they've they've hurt him, they've wounded him, but he's still alive, politically speaking, and holds a lot of power. So. I think that that was a mistake on them to make this as vitriolic as they did. Okay, what else do we have? Stupid impeachment, talked about that. Stock market craziness. AOC being an idiot, talked about that. Let's see. Uh, Let's see what else we got here. Any other news that the adorable boys like to talk about? Let's see. Progressive Dems urge Biden to send recurring coronavirus stimulus checks. Not going to happen. Um, the, the the virus rages on. I thought Biden was supposed to fix it all, but he, he apparently hasn't. And I'm wondering why. I think, you know, he said he would. I thought he would. I didn't think he would, actually. But the virus rages on. It'll, you know, we'll get back to normal, though. As I hate when people say that, but it is true. Um... You know, we just got to keep, I mean, the government has made it worse and with their stupid restrictions and lockdowns that don't work and all this ridiculousness. Here's my question. I, I've come to know that wearing a mask is, is usually effective because though viral particles are smaller than the holes in the mask, when we spit or sneeze or cough or breathe out and the virus is in us and it comes out, it's it's not just by itself. It's in a complex of, of mucus and other things. And that gets caught in the mask. So that it does help to prevent the spread of it, you know? Now, why didn't they tell us that from the beginning? I saw, I've heard it from a doctor, uh, the great Dr. Steve um, on Twitter. I don't know. I think it's, his name might be Weird Medicine, but he's Dr. Steve on Twitter at Weird Medicine. Um, and he explained that. Why, why wasn't that, why didn't the, Fauci or or anyone come out and just say that from the beginning and say listen this shouldn't be a political thing these this these masks kind of help prevent the spread and here's why you should wear them but no it wasn't that it was just wear mask wear mask and then you know the 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 legions of idiots on Facebook you know moms who had nothing better to do and and just bored people who are bored with their lives would go on and attack people that weren't wearing masks which emboldened those idiots as if they were some kind of patriots for not wearing a mask. We had this whole mess when it could have been avoided, at least a, a little bit. I mean, people would still be idiots, but give normal people the reason to do it, and they will do it. 
because they're thinking rational human beings. They won't see masks as as oppression, as many did, and, and no one did a thing to stop that, to, to, to curb that. And come out and say, you know what, we're, we're, we're working on this. We're figuring this out. This is a new virus. We're trying to figure it out. Don't, don't you know, stoke, you know, speculation and gossip, but just actually have a united front. But how could we when half of the, the government was, I mean, I'm going to say it. I bet you half of them were happy that they could use this against Trump. And without this, Trump would have been reelected for four years. We all know that. Whether it's, you know, you want to go into conspiracies or whatever. I don't like to dive into those. But Trump would have been elected to another four years. He would have. Never mind, you know, there would have been less mail-in voting and maybe that, whatever, whatever, the, any of that. He would have been elected. But this virus, and I'm not, I'm not saying that it was created for this reason. I mean, hey, if you want to say that, I'd like to see some proof. I'm not saying it's completely impossible. I'm just saying I, I haven't seen proof, so I can't say that it's true. But half of the government loved using it against him. It was a godsend for them. And if they got, you know, because they, I mean, they don't care about people. If they got it, they would get better because, you know, the, the, the politicians and the, the news people, you know, because they have power. And where does that leave us? That's my question. Where does that leave us? It leaves us to fight amongst ourselves so we don't see what they're doing. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. No, no, no. And and we tear each other apart in, in the meantime. We have these stupid restrictions. The lo- I get the, doing the lockdowns the first time. They didn't work. We know they didn't work. Why do them exactly the same the second time? And that's, you know, California governor is going to almost get recalled. I mean, he's close to getting recalled. And so he opens the restrictions. That's a, that's weird timing. But that's coronavirus for you. We've been dealing with it for the entirety of the uh, Adorable Boy podcast. We started this back in July with the with the shroud with the with the the overhang of uh, coronavirus on us. It, it was a little less back then. It intensified, you know, back when the winter months came. But the Adorable Boys are going to be your official pandemic podcast, and we're going to be the official post pandemic podcast. That's that's what we strive to be. The adorable boys are here for you, okay? Every week, every two weeks, whenever we get it out. So that's our pledge to you. And that's the end of the news for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, And that's the end of the show. Such a great show. Jam-packed, in my opinion. Uh, we had, let's see, what do we, we had John Cena's inspirational tweet of the week. We had Scott Baio's patriotic tweet of the week. Great tweets of the week's. I guess that's how I would say that. Uh, we had Low Pitch Tim calls by. Uh, calls by. Uh, we talked to Low Pitch Tim and uh, how much he hates Sagittarius. We really came down on Sagittarius' side on that one. We did a great War of the Roses. We found out a time when Boomer was just Boomer Esiason was just okay. And of course, Vito the Vegan Guido had his. Um, he made his tofu vegan garbage or whatever. So we did that. So. This is Spud from the Adorable Boy Podcast. Why don't you get in touch with us? Sure. Talk uh, talk to us. We're friendly. We're nice. We won't bite. We are at uh, Twitter, at Adorable Podcast, as long as the Twitter gods allow us. We're on Parlor. I don't even know if that's on still. We're on Gab. We're on Instagram, at Adorable Podcast. Adorable Podcast, all these things. Uh, Facebook, the Adorable Boy Podcast. AOL keyword, the Adorable Boy Podcast. And this is Spud. Thanking you so much for being here with us this week. And we look forward to seeing you next week on 
the Adorable Boy Podcast.